This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a very sunny Monday right here in the UAE and Sharjah. The weather is kind of, um, you know, it's I feel hot. like it's getting better. It's hot. You know, it is hot, 100%. <laughs> but I do feel like it's getting better in a way because the past two days, my AC is actually cooling me off, and I didn't, I didn't do anything to it. Really? So yeah, I mean, within the first 15 minutes, it's hot, but then I, it's a little bit bearable, it's a little bit doable. I think your car is just starting to understand that they need to accommodate it. to the weather. Yeah, I think it's starting to understand that it needs to kind of benefit its owner mm. <laughs> in some way or another with the AC and not mm. just blowing off air. But I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and surviving the heat and. If you're in your car and you want to catch up on the latest tech news, then you're in the right place because we're going to be talking about Emirates Post and how they are soon going to be allowing us to pick up our shipments and schedule their deliveries very seamlessly and even pay for them through their app and website. Yes. Now, uh, just yesterday, we were talking about uh, space pavilions at the Expo 2020 Dubai, but we're not done with space news happening Mm -hmm. in the UAE just yet because construction of Dubai's 500 million dirhams Mars Science City will begin next year. So we're talking about a whole city at a cost of 500 million dollars will begin construction next year. Yes, indeed. And I can't even begin to tell you, honey, how realistic this city looks like and how it's also going to be helping astronauts train on living on the red planet. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about really, really weird tech because we've talked about different wearables, but I don't think we've ever talked about electronic noses yeah. that have been used and been deployed in Turkey to help with COVID-19 detection. Yes, and we're also talking about Twitter and how soon it may le- it might let you connect your Google account. I don't know if that's the greatest move to do, <laughs> but we'll get into that debate in just a bit. Yes, indeed. And also sticking with the world of wearables, if you don't feel like wearing your Apple Watch or having uh, any type of wearable on your arms, on your fingers, uh, you name it. Now we're bringing you the wearable in a t-shirt because there is one t-shirt out there that has been designed to help people wear their health on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. What does this t-shirt measure and how is it going to be coming in handy in our day-to-day life? you got to stay tuned to find out more about it. Yes, and sometimes oh, people pain. need someone to lean on. Pulse 95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. A lot of the time, scammers will make the most out of anything and everything and every single website that they could potentially feel like they can trick people through. And Emirates Post is one of them. I mean, I think one of the best feelings is finding out that you have a shipment, especially a shipment that you've ordered a while ago and you've totally forgotten about. It feels like you get Mm. to experience double the joy when online shopping. But if you are the type of person who typically would pay online or would like to pay online for anything and everything, when you come to pick up a shipment that is coming from abroad, it's international, a lot of the times you are required to pay some more money once you receive it, once you pick it up. But now Emirates Post will make you pay this amount 
online through its official application or website simply to make sure that there are no scams being happen that there are no scams happening there aren't any third party applications that are involved so moving forward they will never send you any sms or email that links you to a payment gateway if you want to pay you pay straight through the app or the website yes and now that reminder does come as part of emirates post ongoing efforts to protect customers from accessing unauthorized payment gateways posted by fraudulent online schemes now it actually has advised UAE residents to exercise extreme caution when making the payments, especially from emails and text messages or SMSs claiming to be from Emirates Post and providing links to a third-party payment system or even inciting customers to create accounts and make their payments to get their shipments delivered. Now, obviously, when you get a shipment uh, from Emirates Post, Mm-hmm. Or it has been um, arriving at the post office. You'll get an SMS saying, "Hey, pick up your uh, your package at whatever Emirates Post uh, you set your location on," and then you'll go on from there. So most of the time, I'll pay at the counter, right? Yeah. But, uh, but apparently, there's mm-hmm. some fraud going on where people or hackers or scammers would send messages and say, "Hey, pay you from pay paid. beforehand mm. and pay the, the the fee from now." So you're like, "Yeah, it's Emirates Post. <laughs> you know, why not?" You know, and I'll probably say. I might have, I, I would have fall for it. Mm. I, I probably would have fall for it because I wouldn't think, um, uh, I mean, it's so classified information that how would a scammer know that I'm getting a package from Emirates Post at, at set time, True. et cetera. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things going into it. It's It should be pre-planned. Yeah, you know? it, it has to. It has to be a targeted attack. Exactly. Right. They have to know that I ordered something from X place at this and, amount at of time. The, and, and it's taking me 14 days to get my package. Right. Other than that, I mean, I, I would have believed it. But now uh, Emirates Post is taking their precautionary measures against um, these scams and saying, hey, no more paying online, no more getting the text messages, no, no, no longer getting the emails. You go to the online application, the website or the mobile application and you get everything done there. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, you know, one way I think scammers could use is if let's say you're the type of person who gets a lot of shipments all the time from Amazon and you get an email or an SMS saying that you have a shipment from Amazon and that and that you have not paid yet. So one thing that these yeah. scammers could do is send you a link, ask you to create an account, and then go ahead and pay through that account. And if you're mm-hmm. someone who orders all the time, you're probably not going to give it a second thought and you're just going to go ahead and pay mm-hmm. through that link. But yeah. this is exactly why Emirates Post are cutting down all those lines, all those blurry lines, and making it very crystal clear. Mm-hmm. If you have a shipment and you want to get it through Emirates Post, you will only pay through the website or the mm-hmm. app. Yes, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. And have you got one of those fraudulent uh, SMSs or even emails claiming that they're Emirates Post and you do need to pay online? Mm-hmm. Our text lines are open. We want to know. And maybe if your story is good enough, we <laughs> might even get you on air. But, you know, it is hot outside. So maybe we need some cold water. <laughs> You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we know right here in the UAE, we are very big on space and very big on Mars. Now, we do want to explore Mars in the near future. We have a lot of plans for Mars. Mm -hmm. But since we can't go on Mars just yet... Dubai said, hey, you know what? Let's create a Mars city right here in Dubai. And we're talking about the construction of Dubai's 500 million dirham Mars science city and how it will begin 
next year. Now, Academic City apparently has been chosen as the new location of the Martians Simulation City, which could be as big as 24 football pitches. Yes, indeed. And Hani, honestly, all I want to do is go to the Mars City. When mm. it's released and when it's done, I just want to go ahead and visit it because it looks absolutely spectacular or at least the plan of it looks spectacular because they're start going to be starting the operations of it uh, it's scheduled for 2024 however they're going to start building it early next year so we have some time to wait on it but at the same time it's very exciting to get to witness this mars science city come to life now it was announced back in 2017 but it has been stuck in the design phase because many officials were trying to see which land would be perfect for this simulation. Now, the city was initially going to be built next to the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center in Al Khawanij. However, Academic City has become the new chosen site. Mm-hmm. Architects have been playing around with different designs, but the way we've seen it so far is it's going to be bigger than 24 football pitches. Can you imagine how big this Mars city going to be? Yes. Now, well, you're probably wondering, what will that center actually do? Now, the center will actually simulate the environment of Mars with pressurized biodomes and even robotic labs. Now, we do know the project is part of Mars 2217 initiative to build a city on the red planet by the year 2,117. My mouth isn't used to saying that number. Right? I know. I mean, how the heck are we going to start saying these numbers? I don't think we're going to be alive by 2,117. How, how long is that? That's like a good 90 years. Yeah. It's a good 90 years. I hope I can Your live to, to 150. <laughs> but again, we're talking about how we want to explore Mars. We want to live on Mars. But for the time being, let's kind of emotionally and mentally and physically prepare ourselves mm-hmm. and create something on Earth. Now, I'm looking at these pictures right now. Yeah. And they look very promising. You know, I like the landscape. I like the atmosphere. And it is in kind of a desert area, which obviously Mars would be very red- reddish and desert-like. Mm-hmm. And what, what I like about this is if you can't go to Mars, you bring Mars to you, you know, you recreate. Can't bring the party, we'll bring it to you. <laughs> you recreate every little part of Mars and, you know, it looks spectacular. I feel like it's also going to be encouraging a lot of young Emiratis to go ahead and study space sciences, STEM sciences to try and hopefully make this be one mm-hmm. of their goals. Now, uh, just like we've mentioned, this is going to be the world's largest Mars simulation city. There are so many hopes on hopefully creating a habita- habitat on mm-hmm. Mars in a little bit more than a few years. But they are also going to be basically having to train us to be able to live in those uh, Mars cities. So some speculations do say that uh, with astronauts, what they tend to do before heading to a space mission or even going to Mars is they go ahead and they spend 60 days in a compact shelter in Greenland. Mm-hmm. So they can go ahead and kind of simulate the harsh conditions mm-hmm. that they would face in outer space. Mm-hmm. So this Mars city is also going to have a very similar place. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to travel to Greenland, you have it right here in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Uh, different architects also international architects are currently working on making this space livable for future travelers. So let's say Jeff Bezos's dream of going to outer space and launching space tourism becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the money. It's about training those people. It's about making sure that you go to outer space and you can actually live out there. So 
Yeah. It would be nice to have a, a training happening right here on planet Earth. Yeah, again, uh, it will be near Academic City for the sole purpose that it will be around universities and educational sectors. Mm-hmm. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do it or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about electronic noses. Soon enough, we're going to be smelling COVID-19 from a distance. No need for painful and uncomfortable PCR tests. No need for temperature scanners. All you need to like the PCR test. You're starting to like them? Yeah. You know, uh, after a while, you know, they say you, you start to get used to the pain. It's refreshing. Sometimes like, oh. What do you mean it's refreshing? Yeah, you know, I'm like. I'm very concerned right now. They scratch your, your brain a little bit and they're like, go on your way. That's it. Yeah. Picking your brain. Ah, oh, man, I, I haven't done a PCR in a while. I'm, Same. I'm not going to jinx it. No, knock on wood, but it's yeah. been a while since we've done one. And that's because we've been safe and we haven't experienced any symptoms. But with the rise of COVID-19 cases and new variants of COVID-19, the Delta, the Alpha variants, it is very important that if you feel any form of symptoms, even if it's just extreme fatigue or fatigue in your body, no cold symptoms, go ahead and get tested. But in Turkey, they're taking a new take. They're taking a new take. They're taking a new route around testing for COVID-19 by using electronic noses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, uh, we do know that just over a year after the t- pandemic brought the world to standstill, a lot of healthcare authorities across the globe are keeping infections at bay with obviously monitoring tools. Now, innovation has also picked up pace thanks to local talent who've come with a lot of devices to actually identify COVID symptoms and also to deliver test results quickly. We do know uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, we had the the blood test um, for Abu Dhabi. Yeah, like the DPI. DPI for Abu Dhabi, the laser one. And then again, um, there was, we have recently the camera phone. Right. Yes. The, you have the a camera, scanners, the scanner. They'll mm. check if you have COVID-19. And then again, uh, there was another blood test that's even better. And now we're looking at more than that. We're looking mm. at breathalyzers and devices which can detect positive patients from subtle changes in their voice. And that has been actually floating around the Middle East because it is much more hassle free methods. Now, we do know that UAE and uh, the Turkish duo have created a prototype which does use artificial intelligence to flag infections. Now, the method actually involves the use of a gadget, which is described as an electronic nose and is kicked off by asking people to blow air inside balloons. Mm -hmm. Now, the samples are then diverted towards the device, which does generate data to be compared with existing PCR results for identifying COVID-19. So So it's nice. Like like a breathalyzer. Yeah. So you blow inside an electronic nose. Yeah, you got the COVID. It smells it from a distance. Yeah. You got COVID. It smells like COVID. It smells like COVID. Imagine people smelled like COVID. Apparently they do. <laughs> Their breath does. Right? Apparently. I can't believe how far life has gotten. I mean, I recent just uh, I think today I read about the EDA scanners that were that are currently being used in Abu Dhabi that actually figure out if you have COVID-19 or not mm-hmm. through electromagnetic waves, which I thought is quite cool and we're going to be talking about it pretty soon, but these electronic noses, they are actually uh, they've been deployed in the past, mm-hmm. believe it or not, in the use of sensors to 
basically diagnose certain forms of cancer and also mm-hmm. tuberculosis tuberculosis. Yes. Um, researchers have been training this AI to compare outcomes. So what they do is it allows these medical professionals to go ahead and conduct tests at a much faster pace in a public mm-hmm. space, malls, schools, you name it, and then go ahead and compare it to what a COVID positive PCR test would look like. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a great way, to be honest, to basically advance our testing methods. Yes and to make testing become a lot more accessible, I'm sure this would be a lot more comfortable for even kids to do. So even mm-hmm. in a school, since kids under the age of 12, I believe, can't do a PCR test. Yeah, you know, the best thing to do in the morning, you know, as soon as you wake up, is blow into a, a balloon and release all that and get dizzy. And then you have electronic nose go, no COVID for this kid, keep on going. But passes we, out yeah, two I steps mean, after. As soon as you, even if you do it now, if you just start like hyperventilating, you'll feel dizzy. Really? Yeah, you, you feel dizzy. <laughs> you don't do it on air though. I, of course yeah, I won't. After we go for this break, uh, you can do it. But uh, we do know the region has actually started implementing and installing thermal cameras at airports and malls to scan crowds for symptoms at the beginning of the pandemic. And as of now, Abu Dhabi has introduced portable scanners that can quickly flag the risks of infections. Now, the thermal cameras are kind of um, not that good right now. Yeah, I'll tell I, you why. I boil every time I exactly. go in front of You're one. Exactly, you're hot. <laughs> it's uh, it's hot now, so I'm, I go in, at work, we have a thermal camera. Same. So I come in and it's like 49. It's always a nice conversation with the security yeah, guy. I'm telling the security guy, brother, listen, <laughs> if <laughs> I was 49, I would be dead, right? Trust me, I don't have the COVID. He's like, boss, I know it's his job, right? I understand, but come on, I'm 40. It says I'm 49. True. I take off my glasses. I take off my mask. I'm going to take off my shirt. I have to do something because it's not going down. It's not going down. It's 49. I'm like, brother, it's my hair, right? (laughs) It has to be my hair. And he's just like, let's go, 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 go. I'm like, I trust me. I don't have the COVID. I'm I'm vaccinated. It's always an interesting conversation with a security guard whenever we come in because it's like, your body is so overheated because of the sun and the heat walking from the it's, parking lot. It's actually, lot. I, 100% sure it's my hair. Why would it be? Okay, my hair is covered and I'm always boiling. Because it's all the heat. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's trapped in. in. Yeah, it's trapped in. So this is yet another excuse for you to want to go bald. I mean, I don't want to go bald. Don't jinx it now. I don't <laughs> want to go bald. Off. No, not go bald. Yeah, I, I want to keep my hair. Shave I have off a small your hair. <laughs> if I was bald, I would look like a peanut. Four two one five do it slot or on Instagram at Pulse ninety five radio. Would you like um, a electronic nose to smell you if you got COVID or not? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Twitter. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Twitter today. It seems like we're talking about Twitter every other day lately. Well, because Twitter is making headlines. And the sole reason for that is because Twitter needs more users. Twitter needs more engagement. Charity work. (laughs) So again, we're looking at how Twitter may soon let you connect your Google account. But we do know that there are ups and downs to signing in through a service like Sign In with Google. And we're going to get into that in just a bit. Yes, indeed. Now, this feature was actually discovered by an app investigator known as Jane Wong. He found out that Twitter is actually looking into allowing all of its users to log in through their Google account. I think this is a great feature because now you don't have to go through the hassle of signing up for Twitter, especially if like, I'm a person who doesn't use Twitter. I barely go on Twitter, to be honest. And 
the reason, like, I mean, I had to create an account from scratch because I just wanted to follow a few news outlets. Mm -hmm. But being able to just log in through your Google account makes it very seamless and easy for people to just try out the app. I don't know who in 2021 doesn't have Twitter, but still. Now, for years, Google has been offering a way for different applications to allow their users to either sign up or log in with nothing more than their Google account. We've seen this with multiple apps, multiple websites. You can simply log in through your Google account. But now Twitter is actually also asking Google for some help because the new sign-in page will actually show three options. Sign up, log in, or continue with Google. Yes, now for years, Google has offered a way for apps to actually let their users sign up or even log in with nothing more than their Google account. Now, it does actually save the step of needing to fill in basic information yeah. like your name and email address or even picking a password. Now, in a screenshot of the enabled feature, Twitter's sign-in page on the website does show sign up, login, and a third option, which is continue with Google. Now, when we're talking about Twitter, right, I can say that I'm pretty well-informed about Twitter. As mm -hmm. uh, I'm not an expert, but I'm well-informed about Twitter. I've been on the platform for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And when you have people using Twitter, they kind of don't like using their actual real name. They like using an alias, uh, right? They okay, like having yes. nicknames. For example, um, let's say some guy likes to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I lift one, two, three. Right? They're not going to put Hanny, Balkis, one, two, three. Yeah. They don't do that. And they I want to be a bit anonymous. Kind of, in a way. I mean, again, I personally, I don't have my name as my Twitter handle. Mm. Right? I don't have anything personal on my Twitter. And I do, and the majority of Twitter users are the same. Unless, obviously, you're a public figure and you're uh, a, a news outlet, etc. But by that time, they've already been signed up a long time ago. So, sign in with Google... I don't think it's the greatest idea mm. because, again, some people like to be anonymous on Twitter. There's a lot of people who have, let's say, for example, football accounts, you know? Yeah. They'll have a picture of, let's say, Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> or even Le Messi. And, you know, they'll have, let's say, uh, uh, let's say Pablo, their name, right? Their name yeah. is not Pablo, but their name is Pablo. They like yeah. the name Pablo. And all their tweets are about Twitter, about uh, about football. And there is not just that. There's basketball, there's football, there's uh, American football. There's a lot of uh, uh, areas in Twitter where a designated area is for those people, right? There's Twitter sides, there's, and there's a lot of Twitter sides. So I don't think having that sign-in option, giving your full name with your email address mm. is the best option because on Twitter, they like to be anonymous, you know? A lot of people like Twitter because it's a free space, True. you know? And obviously because with Twitter, it's mostly text. Hmm. Right, you're you're typing, you're, you're tweeting, tweeting, right? So you don't really need to establish a personality. You don't need to say, "Hey, I'm Hanny, and I'm saying this." You can say, "I'm Big Bob One Two Three, and I'm saying this." Right? True, but I think there's also somewhat of a personality that is reflected through uh, any tweet that you post, any your own timeline. Yes. You know. Now, one interesting thing I think with linking your account with Google is the way you have benefits and you have downsides. Yes. One of the benefits is people won't have to remember as much. They'll just have to remember one password. But one of the downsides is that if your account is compromised yes. in any way, shape or form, then bam, your Google account is taken and your Twitter account is taken, which I think also causes a lot of issues. Again, when that does come into play, I don't think that the number one reason why people wouldn't use sign in with Google is because uh, there's a lot of things that do happen and and. and and I'm just saying at one point in time that 
a lot of people weren't wouldn't be inclined to use their Google account and have that personalized because for some reason at gmail.com sounds professional, right? When I have something related to business, to my bank account, anything, or just having a, a professional email with someone, I would mm. like to have at gmail.com, even at hotmail.com, a lot of, oh, hotmail. You know, yeah. Gmail is now the mail that everyone uses. I mean, if you have Yahoo or Hotmail, yeah. you're like living in the 19th century. So Gmail is that is is that platform, and it's very, actually very hard to create a Gmail account now. True. You need your phone number. You need a, a different email account. Second authentication. There's a lot that goes into creating a Gmail account. So, again, I just think that not a lot of people want to have that personalized aspect mm. of signing in with Google. Let us know. Where do you stand? Would you like to have the ability to sign into your Twitter account by simply using one Google login or would you rather have them separate? Our text lines are open 4215-DORIT-TISALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we have a very interesting wearable yes. in store for all of you. One t-shirt could potentially t-shirts. become your next wearable. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse95 Check this out. Check this out. Talk about weird tech, but more more importantly, innovative form of wearables. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays you don't need to wear a smart ring, a smart watch, a smart heart monitor to be able to basically track your vitals at yes. all times. Scientists and researchers have come up with a smart t-shirt that could potentially help us monitor our vitals on the go. Yes, now uh, when we're looking at t-shirts a lot of the times we've seen kind of crazy t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> the air-conditioned um, t-shirt, if you the remember that. The glow-in-the-dark. The glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. But now we're looking at that t-shirt that is designed for people to wear health on their sleeves. And it was actually revealed or unveiled at Arab Health 2021. Now, we do know with smartphones becoming more heavy, wearable accessories, including smartwatches, were introduced as tools to actually support the adaptation of tech on the go. Now, we do know that in a world starting to take fitness more seriously, and actually, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people want to be more fit. Yeah. Right? We do especially know, after the pandemic. Especially after the pandemic and kind of before that, you know, the, 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 the scheme or the dilemma of, uh, of if social Instagram people, mm-hmm. fitness experts. Everyone's a fitness expert now for some everyone reason. Is, everyone has experience yeah. in Hey, do you want this training? 300 calorie ice cream? Well, here we go. Right? Do you want this? I mean, you'd find 15 and 18 year olds who yeah. are like fitness trainers. I'm an IGCF uh, authorized, unauthorized fitness enthusiast. Yeah, well, how old are uh, you? I'm 15. I got 10 years experience. Wow, when yeah, did you start? I, the minute you were born. I've seen a lot of it. But now, again, with technology, technology has been a very crucial role yeah. coming to fitness. And we do know smart bands measure heart rate, oxygen levels, and even number of calories burned. And it does provide a shot in the arm for evolving the health tech sector. Mm. And you know me, Omnia, I can't live without my Apple Watch. Same. So maybe one day I can't live without my smart t-shirt. Well, who knows? Because these smart t-shirts have actually been created to help many doctors monitor patients when they're out of their office. We know that, you know, monitoring and remote monitoring has been on the rise ever since the COVID-19 pandemic. And this smart t-shirt can actually help doctors do remote monitoring of those patients while still ensuring their comfort and their freedom to practice their lifestyle. The smart t-shirt has been designed by a company known as Chrono Life, which I think goes, you know, after the name 
chronic illnesses or chronic diseases. So it's oh, Chrono wow. Life. And it tracks every... Reading between the lines. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> My God. It tracks every person's health through different sensors that will go ahead and relay this information to data hosting servers that are found in every doctor's office or computer. Now, this remote monitoring t-shirt has been desi- designed so that people can go ahead, wear it seamlessly, but at the same time, it's a viable long-term healthcare solution. So doctors can always have your vitals on hand. These sensors that are embedded in the shirt, they collect updates based on six different parameters to make sure that your well-being is being monitored. So apart from just fitness, it monitors your heart rate, it monitors your temperature, and it can definitely send out alerts to any doctor or healthcare professional mm-hmm. in case of any emergency, like let's say an irregular heartbeat, a, a spike in your blood pressure, spike in your blood sugar, it's all going to be sent to your doctor. Yes, now we do know that the market for wearable healthcare gadgets is actually dominated by these fitness bands. Apple Watch, Fitbit, uh, Xiaomi, there's so many. I mean, oh, I, if, so I, many. if I name them, I'm going to need another hour. But so far, smart garments are going to be game changers. And a lot of people are saying, and experts are saying, smart garments will be a game changer. Now, we do know customers hardly notice that they even carry sensors when they wear these smart garments. Now, there is no actual a firm approach that will encourage people to adopt such Mm t-shirts as an alternative to these bracelets or these watches that they need to operate. Now, we do know wearables have gained a lot of popularity in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And uh, with devices like headgear that can cure migrant without medication. I need this one, right? <laughs> Migraines can cure, be cured without medication we've, simply by stimulating the brain. We've mentioned this so many times. Yes, and we every need time I'm like, I'm like, I need to go and, and do it. some more research about it before I talk about it on yeah. air. But as for remote monitoring to aid telemedicine, right? Now, when we're talking about these smart wearables, mm-hmm. we're not actually talking about for the normal human being. We're talking about people, people with chronic diseases. People who need it. Yeah. You know, like your doctor saying, hey, uh, your heart rate is not is not the best. Yeah, instead of attaching an oximeter or yeah. whatever to monitor your heart for 24 hours, just wear a normal T-shirt. Yeah, and if you want to stay fit, we got the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Duri, commencing in T-minus two minutes, two 3 minutes. p.m. Yes, He's going to be telling you everything about fitness, more fitness. The world of sports. Mental health. And he's looking at health. me right now. He's like, honey, <laughs> get my show right. It is the halftime show, the he's, only place to be at 3. He's with the ready man to help everyone reset. So if you have any concerns, physical, about being resetted, mental, about resetting your life, stay tuned from 2 to 4 p.m. with the man himself, Ahmed Duri. You can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place, from 2 to 3 p.m., only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.